as we just move right on into this part of the service and to today's message I want to come in obedience and and to speak the very word that God has placed upon my heart not just today but it's a word that's been crying in my spirit for some time now and again we we come back to that this is one of the foundational teachings these are uh, one of the primary things this is the key to the kingdom and this is the very thing that can again that can change your life that can transform you know as I was reading earlier in the book of Philippians you know it's the, it's the very same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the very same power that can transform us it transformed Jesus and it has the very same ability to transform your life as well But the question that is posed here today is, will you allow this very same power to transform your lives? To allow it to to change you from the inside out. And today's lesson is that before I even get too far into today's message already, I want to I want to be obedient and I want to recap just for just a few moments, if I could, today, about what we've been teaching on, about what we've been preaching about. And we've been preaching and we've been teaching about the keys to the kingdom of God. And a key is this. A key is something that associates power, authority, foundational, primary, fundamentals, and priority. A key is something we use to unlock doors, a next level, and fulfill a purpose-driven life. So as we scroll back to Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6, as this has been our primary our primary verse of throughout this whole series and and none of that's going to change all the way through because this is a very key thing here that that we want to mention in Isaiah 33 uh, verse 6 it says this and and he will be your sure foundation providing a rich store of salvation wisdom and knowledge the fear of the Lord will be your treasures and ladies and gentlemen if you will continue to tune in with me week after week we're going to get to the point and we're going to close this series with a message called the fear of the Lord of how this is a key that this is a key to the storehouse that God has given to us but everything that we're speaking about here for the last few weeks and that we'll continue to speak on to preach on will be the keys that that we will need to be able to access these doors that that God has placed wisdom and knowledge and and understanding with inside of you we got to understand that when something's behind a closed door and it's locked then we must have a key to access it because if we don't have the key to access it then we're not going to receive the very thing that God has in store for us ladies and gentlemen hallelujah Lord we thank you Jesus and there's so much inside of this you know that that inside of this this treasure he said that there would be salvation again we just we reiterate on what salvation means and salvation is deliverance and what do I need to be delivered from I need to be delivered from living a life of sin I need to be delivered from living in the bondage of sin and the penalty of sin ladies and gentlemen and he said that he would give us wisdom and knowledge 
this wisdom and knowledge that will that will excel us into his kingdom but ladies and gentlemen these things are locked up and 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 and, and, and he's given us a key to it and that's what we're here teaching about on this series and excuse me as i have not started my timer as i always say it might be good for me but bad for y'all but nevertheless of how long that i may be ministering here today i'm going to speak what god has placed upon my heart because I have nothing more, do I, nor do I have anything less to say. You know, I, I want to make a disclaimer here that the things that we've been teaching on the past couple weeks, it, that, that this list that we've been talking about that are keys are, is not a limitation to everything that is a key to the kingdom of God. I just wanted to bring out a few points on some of the things that the Lord has just really highlighted to me that's so important that we get the just of this, that we begin to, to be able to make these principles and these foundations and these keys applicable into our life so that we can have the treasures that He's promised us, that He wants to excel us in. So, so I, don't, I don't want nobody to think that, that this is a limitation or that, that this is the, the status quo for what will open these doors that God has for us. But ladies and gentlemen, this is a start. And if you begin to apply every single one of these principles that we've been speaking about here for the past couple weeks and that we will continue to speak on, then ladies and gentlemen, there'll be these doors will be open for you in your life. And it gives you a key to the kingdom of God. So today's message, I want to... Please excuse me as we don't have we do have a slideshow, but I don't have an IT person today uh, with me as honestly as I'm sitting here today solo because my recording from Sunday was not everything that it was supposed to be so I'm here today and I'm re-recording and I'm bringing forth this message again so so please excuse me as I don't have slides but we understand that we are talking about the keys to the kingdom and today's subtitle is this ladies and gentlemen it's called good ground good ground or good soil if we may so my text is coming out of mark chapter 4 today mark chapter 4 verses 3 through 9 and verses 13 and i will be reading out of the the english standard version today for this passage of scripture excuse me because as I read a couple translations, I just really, really liked the way that this translation began to highlight on some of the emphasis on what God was speaking and that He was ministering to me. So let us read this together. Mark chapter 4, verses 3 through 9. And it reads like this, ladies and gentlemen. It said, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and he sowed some seed. And as he sowed, he sowed some seed, and some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Others fell on rocky ground when it did not have much soil. It immediately sprung up since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Verse 7. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil. Everybody say, good soil. 
and produce grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold, sixtyfold, and a hundredfold. And he said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And then here's some of the words that, that Jesus continued to proclaim to Peter and the other disciples in verse 13. And he said unto them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? So ladies and gentlemen, if I could, I want to start today's message. I want to start today's lesson or devotion or whatever, or however that you may want to view it as. But I want to start it with, and I want to end it with this very same thing that I just read here that Jesus had spoke to the disciples. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? then how will you understand any other parable? How will you understand all parables? How will you comprehend anything else that I'm trying to teach you if you don't get this? This is the just of everything that I'm going to teach you that I have been teaching you. So ladies and gentlemen, what we have here is Jesus was saying that, hey, listen up, guys. This is a key principle. This is a key to a locked door. And how else are you going to get anything else from me? How are you going to understand anything else that I'm telling you unless you understand this parable? So ladies and gentlemen, we're here today to bring forth this message about good ground. So I pose the very same thing that Jesus had said to you that how are we going to understand anything else unless we get this parable? So we're here today under the unction of the Holy Spirit to try to shed some light upon this word, upon this parable that Jesus so, so boldly spoke to his disciples and not only his disciples, but all of the others that were around as well. Let us bless the reading and the reading of God's word. And let's just ask his anointing just to, to be upon this word today. That, that I would speak it just like that the Holy Spirit has given to me in our long time. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, this day, Lord, that you have blessed us, Lord, that you have graced us, Lord, with another opportunity, Lord, that we can call upon your name, the name above all names, the name in which every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Lord, as we come, Lord, to proclaim your word today, Lord, that would set the captives free. Lord, as we are, are beginning, to, Lord, just to, to take this key, Lord, this very key that you want to give us today. Father, Lord, to, for it to be able to unlock the very things that you have in store for us. Lord, I pray that just as you spoke in one of these verses, you said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say unto the church. So, Lord, as we sit back and we listen, Lord, not with just our physical ears, but yet, Lord, we incline our spiritual ears, Lord, to hear what it is that you're speaking to us. Lord, bless our eyes to see. Open our eyes, Lord, that we would see this revealed knowledge. Lord, and that we would hear what your Spirit has to say to us. Lord, and that we would have the heart to receive it, Father. Lord, that it can, that it can transform us, Lord, from the inside out. We just thank you. We praise you for it. We glorify you and honor your holy and your righteous name because in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask it. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
But as we continue on here, as we just continue to make this expression or to express the importance of understanding this parable and, and, and that, that Jesus said that if you don't understand this, then how are you going to understand anything else? So, so that brings my remembrance all the way back to the very first part of this series and how we spoke about in Hebrews chapter 5 and I have the scripture here today but for time's sake we're not going to read it but I do want to make mention that we've spoken about this in times past that we have spoken about this time and time and time and time and time again that, that we've made mention that the writer of Hebrews said that by this time that you should be teaching others you're in need that someone teaches you again the elementary teachings of Jesus Jesus Christ. So how many times, how many times do we have to be taught the very same things over and over and over and over again? It just really comes down to the basics, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus Christ said that if you don't get this principle, then you're not going to understand any of the other principles because this principle is key so as we're talking about the keys to the kingdom ladies and gentlemen this this scripture that this the very essence of what jesus is saying here is foundational it's foundational in our lives it's, it's foundational in our walk with him it's foundational in everything that we do that would bring glory to the kingdom of god so Jesus had made mention about about the seed, you know, and, and, and that the farmer was sowing the seed. So I want to I want to bring to your mind. I want to address the very same thing is that the same seed that the sower was sowing, that the farmer was sowing, excuse me, was the same kind of seed. He wasn't just throwing out different kind of seeds. He was throwing all he was throwing all of the same kind of seed and here we have the word of God is being sown into our life each and every week it's the same seed that's changed me it can change you but ladies and gentlemen I'm here to tell you today that this seed must fall in the proper place and when this seed falls in a place that it was always meant to fall on then it's going to produce the very same thing that Jesus said, the 30 and the 60 and a hundredfold. But ladies and gentlemen, if we begin to imagine a seed, a, a seed is nothing but just something that's, a, something that's hard on the outside. It, it, it seems to carry no importance, but you got, this, you got to look at it this way, ladies and gentlemen, that the seed carries the very same potential that the mother plant carries. It carries the very same thing that the mother plant carries. See, God's Word, He said in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 14 of John chapter 1, He said, And the Word became flesh, and it dwelled among us, ladies and gentlemen. So the Word of God, the Word of God is this being sown and being planted into our lives. Is the very same thing. It's the very same thing that I'm preaching here. It's the very same thing that the person down the road is preaching. It's the very same thing that the next person on YouTube or on a podcast is preaching. It's the very same word that can change our life. It can transform us from the inside out. But it's something that we got to allow the word of God to do with inside of each and every one of us, ladies and gentlemen. 
So it's the very same seed. That seed that's changed me can change you. And I'm not saying that the word hasn't changed you already, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you just like it is in my life that we have room for improvement. You know, as Paul said it, I pressed towards the mark of the high call and he said nothing at all about a low call. He said, I pressed towards the high mark, the high call, the high call. God's calling us to more. He's calling us to higher. He's calling us to more than what we're giving Him. You know, and as I said in prayer on Saturday night, you know, the Lord spoke to me and He said, Son, you need to pray more. And I began to scratch my noggin and I said, Lord, I don't understand. Pray more. But as I began to pray, as I began to commune with God, He began to speak to me. He said, Son, you need to pray more in the Spirit. Is what I'm telling you. You need to pray more in the Spirit because when we pray in the Spirit, we pray perfectly. We pray the will of the Father. So many times we'll pray in our own will. Sometimes we ask things amiss, as the book of James says. But we have to pray in the spirit. We gotta be seeking. We gotta be seeking the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, and as we've talked about this seed, and then we get back to uh, the the whole main thing of this message today is about you know the seed and where the seed is going to be sown. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we've all heard the word of God. We've all had the privilege and the honor to hear the word time and time and time and time again. Just like we're hearing it today. Just like some of you will put this message on replay and you'll hear it again and again and again. Or you may put another minister on replay and hear that word again and again and again. But you know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, He said, For those, He said, Blessed are those that thirst and hunger for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Ladies and gentlemen, when we're hungry, that means we're starving. That means we're wanting more than what we got just on our plate. We're wanting, we're already thinking about seconds and we're already thinking about making that third trip to the buffet line to get us some more food because we already know that the first plate is not going to fill us up. It's not going to satisfy us. But ladies and gentlemen, everybody that sits at the table is not hungry. Everybody that sits at the table is not hungry. Everybody that comes to church every Sunday is not hungry. Everybody that's riding down the road listening to Christian music is not hungry. Ladies and gentlemen, when we're hungry for God, our life is going to display it. It's going to be changed. We're going to be transformed from the inside out. And that's exactly what the Word of God does. I heard this on a radio a long time ago. And it said, and, 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 and the person, I don't know if they made it up or where they got it, but the, the, at the end of the day, it all came from the Holy Spirit anyways. And it said that we can't change God's Word, but God's Word can change us. But if we're not in the Word of God, if we're not applying these principles, if we're not using these keys, then we're never going to be changed. We're never going to be changed. God told us to be students of the Word. He never told us to be readers. Well, pastor, I'm not called to be a minister. I'm not called. Yes, we are. We are ambassadors for Christ. And we are to be reaching this lost and dying generation. The very last commandment that Jesus gave us before He ascended into the Father. He said, go and make disciples of all men. He didn't say make disciples. I'm sorry. He didn't say go and make converts. He said, go and make disciples. 
it's up to me and it's up to you to disciple because you can reach people that I can and I can reach people that you can and each one of us are a spoke that makes up the whole entirety of the wheel and I can't do this alone and you can't do this alone it takes every one of us walking in obedience to what the Holy Spirit has called us to do. Let me continue on here. And, and, and Jesus said that some of them fell along the path. Or, you know, in the version that I remember growing up and reading was the King James Version. And it spoke it this way. And it says some fell by the wayside. So if we could, it fell along the path. You know, could you imagine me going out there next to the road and begin to scatter seed and then some of it just falls on the road. You see, and the road has become so hard that it can't receive this word. It doesn't penetrate it. And ladies and gentlemen, there's too many of us out there that become stiff-necked in the way that the Scripture would call us, that we would have a hardened heart, that we would not allow the Word of God to change us, that we would not even try to absorb it, that we would immediately begin to turn a deaf ear to what the Spirit is trying to speak to us, the church. And Jesus said that this seed has been devoured by the fowls of the air or the birds that fly in the sky. And ladies and gentlemen, it's just simply put this way, that when we don't receive the Word of God, when we don't receive the Word that's being spoken to us, then the very thing that happens is that Satan comes and he devours that Word. He devours Him. He tries to plant thoughts of negativity inside of your head to get you begin to dwell on something different other than what the word has already been spoken in and over your life ladies and gentlemen and, and, and Jesus just simply said that, that Satan's like a roaring lion seeking someone whom that he may devour the thief come to do nothing but to steal kill and destroyed. Jesus said that Satan is the father of all lies. So we got to remember that when we hear Satan or when he begins to, to cast his pearls on us or when he begins to give us his opinion, we got to remember that he's lying because Jesus said that he was the father of all lies and that the truth is not in him. If he speaks, then you know it's a lie. Whose report shall we believe? Hallelujah. As we have bring a little bit of explanation here to about the, uh, the seeds that fall on the wayside or the seeds that fall on the path or the footpath, uh, they become nothing, ladies and gentlemen. They, they become nothing at all. And so many times and way too often this has happened in our life if we could. If we could say it this way, this has happened way too often. Way too often times. And then the very next thing that Jesus spoke about here was that there was seeds that that fell upon the rocks and if we can imagine begin to imagine a a gravel road if we could that may may have some loose gravel but it has rocks in it as well or it's, or it's just a rock itself and we begin to think about the cracks and the crevices within inside of that rock and and and, and uh, over time you know soil begins to seep down into these cracks and, and the soil begins to begins to have this place of of where when these seeds fall upon it then it has the capability of springing forward bring springing forth and producing a plant you see but jesus said because it didn't have much root when the sun came up 
it scorched it and it withered away and it died. All too often, all too often, we do receive the Word of God. We receive it with joy. We receive it with meekness. We receive it with gladness. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you today that Jesus Christ said that because it had no root, because it had no root, that it died. It withered up and it died. Ladies and gentlemen, this very same word that we keep hearing every single week, the very same word that, that is able to set the captive free, the very same word that can, that can release us from our bondages is the very, the very same word is the very same word that so many people get joyful over. And then, and then when things begin to happen, when things get real in their life, you know, when, when they begin to take persecution, because when I begin to think about the heat and how the heat just set on top of them and then begin to scorch them because they had no root, you see, they, 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 people can't take the persecution. They can't take the, oh, well, some people are coming to my church and then all of a sudden they just, they just quit going or, but see, when the things get real, see when 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 the word of when the word of God becomes real in our life, then we will know if we are of God or if we are not of God. We'll know the if we are in this to win it, or if we were just in it to get whatever we could get out of it. But Jesus said that those were the ones, that that would be the one that would dry up, that would wither away because they have no root. You see, ladies and gentlemen, how can there ever be any root when there's not enough good ground for it to be planted inside of? You see, we get to the, to the old cliche or the old metaphor, if we could say it that way, you know, that I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, so how can I'm, I'm stuck at something? You see, the root can never grow any further because it doesn't have anything else to grow in because it's planted in their own place. You know, uh, the book of Psalms, it says that those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. But ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, we've got too many people we got too many people that's been transplanted from one place to the next, to the next, to the next. And you begin to think about something that, that continuously is transplanted. Then you begin to do what? Because each time you have to sever the roots. And when these roots are severed, it's hard for them to heal. And the more that you transplant it, the higher the probability is that this plant will never survive the next transplanting you see the plant was meant to be planted somewhere to be established those that are planted here be established in what God's doing in your life those that may be viewing me right now where God has planted you be established in what God has planted you in to do the things that God has called you to do how many times do we see a bush or we see some type of shrubbery or some type of plant in the garden that we planted and if it doesn't bear no fruit, well, eventually it just begins to get plucked up and to come up out of the ground because it's, it's robbing everything else uh, from the other plants that are all next to it. I want to move on here if I could to the, to the very next part. To the very next part. Well, I want to go back to one other thing. You know, when Jesus had talked about the cares of this world, you know, 
and you know, and the persecution and we're worried about what people say and what what people are doing and how uh, how all of that takes reflection upon us. I want to read Matthew chapter 10 verse verse 28 and Jesus said this here and he said don't be afraid of those who can kill your body but they cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So I would like to save this portion for another series, which was the fear of the Lord, which will be the, the, the ending of this series, which is about two more lessons beyond this one. But, but here's what I do want to focus on. Jesus spoke about how people are viewing us. So, so I want to point this out if I could, and, and forgive me here for just a minute as, as, I, I, as I kind of move uh, from what the Lord was ministering to me that, that as I got back to my notes here just for a moment. But you know, there are three different images that we are viewed by. And number one is how others view us, how people see us when we're walking down the road or when we're going through our daily life or when we're doing this and we're doing that. You see, people have a view. They have a perspective of us and they see us one way and they see us uh, through a, a rose-colored lens, if we could say it that way. And then number two is is how we view ourselves is another point of view or POV. You know, we how we view things. You because if we somebody would, we've heard us say, if you could just see through my eyes, then then you would see what I'm talking about. And that is a reality that that we all suffer with. And sometimes uh, we become. Uh, it, how would how would we say this? We become conceited. You know, I remember as a kid growing up, and back when I could grow hair, and 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 I don't envy anybody that can grow hair now because I can grow some. It just don't grow a lot. So thank you very much. Excuse me. But I remember growing up, and when I used to could grow my hair, I would try to comb it, part it any different way that I could because I began to worry about how people were viewing me and then I worried about how I viewed myself and I thought that I was a handsome young man at the time because I could grow some hair on my head and begin to grow a little mustache and it took me a long time to be able to grow a beard and now that I can grow a beard I, I just kind of keep the beard but I remember growing up and would part my hair any type of way that I could, maybe down the middle or to this side or this side, or comb it straight down, just trying to change my view or how people may view me. And see, and I carry that image of how people viewed me or how I viewed myself. But here's the important part. Here's the most important view that, that we can be viewed by. And it's not the way that people view us. And it's not the way that we view ourselves. Because Jesus just simply said here in Matthew 10, 28, he said, why do we fear a man or why are we scared of man that can only kill the body? But yet instead of God, why don't we fear God who can kill both our spirit and our soul? in hell so so we get to the third and the final point of, of, of the three different images that we're viewed by and number three is how God views us that's what's more important if we go all the way back to to uh, to the book of first Samuel you know when when the Samuel prophet anointed David 
or, or he didn't know he was going to anoint David, but he knew that the Lord told him to go and see Jesse and that he would anoint one of his sons to be the next king of Israel. And, and as they made the sacrifice, and as Jesse had his sons there, And Samuel pulled out the anointing oil because it was it was so common to to anoint people or to anoint the next king. And as he was a, as he was going to begin to anoint the brothers, you know, he looked at him and he saw that he was tall and handsome. And he thought that he might be a mighty warrior or he might be the one because he looked upon him and, and God spoke to Samuel's heart and he said, he said, man looks at the outer appearance. He said, but I look upon the heart. If we go back to chapter 13, I believe it is of 1 Samuel, he said that if Samuel told King Saul, he said this, he said, God has chosen a man after his own heart. You see, and that's what God is looking for. He's looking for us to have his heart. And as we spoke about last week, about where the kingdom is, you know, and the kingdom is within, it's within our heart, and it's not within our heart that's beating in our chest, ladies and gentlemen, but it's within our spirit, it's within our soul that God is viewing us at. So that's what God is viewing, is what's on the inside of us. When he sees us, does he see the kingdom of God within inside of each and every one of us? And this is what God is viewing. God is viewing our heart. God is viewing our heart. He is viewing what's on the inside of us. And what he's looking for is if his heart is there, is our heart reflecting his heart? Is he seeing himself? Let me continue on here. The, the, the third thing that Jesus spoke about or the third type of soil or the third placement of a seed is this, ladies and gentlemen, is this. That Jesus was talking about, he said that, he said, some of the seeds fell among the thorns. And how often, how often do we really plant a seed amongst thorns or weeds if we could say it that way how often would we do that see because here's the reality of what Jesus said happened to this seed well it took ground and it sprout it sprouted up as well but see here's what happened was that the 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 weeds and the thorns choked it out it said the cares of this world choked it out you know people worried about fame of money and fame of uh riches of riches of fame and and riches and glory they're they're so worried about how people are viewing them and they're worried about this and they're worried about that and all these things begin to choke it out begin to choke it out all the cares of this world how am i going to pay my bills if i continue to be honest with my taxes if i continue to be honest about my hours if i continue to be honest with the people that i may be selling goods to all these cares these worries that we have choke out that seed chokes out the very same thing that can produce the actual harvest in our life. 
and we get so worried about things. When, when the Word has already told us to be anxious for nothing, to be worried for nothing. How many times have we allowed, how many times have we allowed the Word of God to be choked out of our life. Let, let me just give you an example here. Where the, the man of God looked at you or a, person or, or a person that's walking with God and that you know is walking with God and they give you a prophetic word or they give you a word of wisdom or they give you a word of knowledge and the very first thing that happens when you get home or the very next day or maybe even next week is something begins to manifest itself against the knowledge of God. You say, I want to go back to what we spoke about last week. He he said to cast down every imagination that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. But we sit here and these things that come up and it causes us to worry and because us to doubt as I'm preaching to myself today just as much as I'm preaching to each one of you that may be sitting here or, or those that may be viewing us online. God's word is a sure, word of, a sure word of prophecy. And if God's word has spoken it, then we can, we can count it and consider it being done. Jesus, uh, Jesus said this, the rock said this. Not rock, not Dwayne Johnson, the rock, but the rock, Jesus Christ, the rock, the rock of offense. They said this right here. I said that I esteem my word above my name. God cares more about His Word than He does His name because as we have already spoken about is that He is the I am that I am or I will be what I will be. I will be what I need to be. I will be to you what is needed to be in your life, ladies and gentlemen. And we just got to remember that God's Word, God's Word is truth. And every man is a lie. Are we going to allow these worries to begin to choke out the very thing that God has tried to place with inside of us? And if they are, then we've allowed the seed to fall in the wrong place. You see, and I, and I want to get to the, the final part. I want to get to the final part of today's message. You know, and, and Jesus had spoke about that the seed had fell upon good ground and that the seed had produced a, 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 a harvest, that it produced a 30, a 60, and a 100. You see, when I begin to think about good soil, because my mind just goes to automatically when I go out there and I, when I used to tilt up my garden or when my dad would tilt up his garden or when I see other people here around me or farmers down the road and they, they begin to till up the field. What have they done, ladies and gentlemen, is that they have turned it over. They have turned their life around. That They have turned something that has been so hard and they begin to, to turn it and it becomes broken, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we go back to... To, to, to Psalms chapter 51, you know, and David had spoke about his brokenness before God because he knew that his sin was forever before him because of what he had done with Bathsheba and what he had done to Uriah the Hittite. And he knew that he had done wrong. He was broken before God.
You see, uh, and I've said this before and I'll continue to say it again. When we view sin the way that God views sin, then we'll deal with sin the same way that God deals with sin. God don't tolerate sin and neither should we tolerate sin. And when we become broken before God, when we become broken, we hear something that else that, that we allow that the soil to become is that when the soil is broken and it's been turned and, 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 and it's made a change of images because we've introduced air to the soil. We've introduced soil, uh, air to the soil. Ladies and gentlemen, and when we begin to go back to the Word of God and we begin to think about it, when we begin to translate air, when we begin to translate breath, it is the translation, it is the interpretation of the Spirit or the Holy Spirit, if we could. When the Holy Spirit's involvement is taking place in our life and it begin, it causes us to be broken, ladies and gentlemen, then the seed, then the seed that God wants for us, it falls upon the very ground that He's destined from the very beginning you see and if we begin to look that only the good soul has produced a harvest that only the good soul has produced more than what was ever put in there ladies and gentlemen if you can just take God's word and you can make it applicable to your life if you're allowed to fall on good ground ladies and gentlemen I'm telling you that your life's going to be changed forever but it's only a decision that you can make it's only a decision that you can make. So I ask you the question here again today. Is this word right here, is the word that you heard last week, is the word that you heard the week before, is the word that you heard last year, the word that you heard 10 years ago, has it transformed you? Has this word fell upon good ground? You see, because just like I said at the very beginning, I want to end today's message and end today's message with the very same thing. With the very same thing in Mark chapter 4, verse 13, it says this, And Jesus said to them, If you don't understand the meaning of this parable, then how will you understand all parables? How will you move on to more unless you get this key? that's going to unlock the very salvation, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and the fear of the Lord that God wants us to receive. How will we? This parable is key to all other parables. It is the key to our walk with God. It is the key to our relationship and how God views us. This message must be taken to heart, and the consideration of this depth will be the outcome of the key to the storehouse of treasures that God has for you. What will you do with this seed? Will you put it in a place where God has wanted you to be broken? Will you allow it to fall into the place where the Holy Spirit involvement in your life has taken place? only decision that you can make. I'm not the one that's planting the seed. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just casting seeds here today. Just like I do every other week. I'm just casting seeds. And some of the seed falls by the wayside and some of it falls in the different places that we've spoken about here today. But I'm telling you today, ladies and gentlemen, that God wants this seed on good ground. He wants it on broken ground. 
There's nothing more that I can stress about that. There's nothing more that I can place emphasis on than that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a key. This is a key parable. This is a key principle. This is a foundational teaching that Jesus was trying to teach his disciples and that he's still teaching us today. Will you allow this word to fall on good and broken ground? I thank you for each one of you that have came today, that those that have tuned in today, either via YouTube or via the podcast. You know, my heart and my prayer is with you each and every day. And, 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 and just like I always say, I want the very same thing for you that God wants for you. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, Lord, today. I thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for this word, Lord, that's came forth, Lord, here today. Lord, that this proclamation has been made. Father, Lord, that, that you want this seed, Lord, that you want your word to fall upon good ground. Help us, Lord, to be broken before you. Help us, Father, Lord, to, to invite Holy Spirit to come and to be involved in our lives and in our acts and in the, very, in the very things that we do and the things that we say. Lord, those that may not know you today, Lord, as you're not just Savior, but Lord as well. Lord, I pray that you would continue to knock at their heart's door. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's just as simple, ladies and gentlemen. You repent of your sins. You just simply say, Lord, I know, I know that I've offended you. I know that I've done wrong in your sight and I've done wrong in reference to your word. But today I want to make an amend with you. I want my life to be right with you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just that simple. You confess your sins before God and you accept him. You accept him as Lord. You see, we can't get confused with accepting him as Savior because he's everyone's Savior. But He has not been everyone's Lord. Accept Him as your Lord, and then He can be your Savior today. And then Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. Ladies and gentlemen, will you take your cross today? Will you follow after Him? Will you do the very same thing that Jesus did? And as we get on into the later part of this series and move on into other ones, we will begin to talk about taking up our cross and following Jesus Christ. Thank each one of you for being here today. Thank you for those that have joined in with me. I love you, and most importantly, God loves you. We look forward to talking to you again soon. God bless you.